and welcome to Upstage Downstage. With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain. On today's edition of the Theatre Podcast, we have a special episode which we like to call a mini-sode, as we'll be discussing Fascinating Aida's latest tour, On the Road Again, which we saw on the 6th of February 2022 at Buxton's Opera House. For those that don't know, Fascinating Aida are a musical cabaret act created by Dilly Keane in 1983 and joined by Adele Anderson in 1984 with Liza Pullman, the longest serving soprano the group's had in 2004. After rescheduled shows during the pandemic, the ladies are backed by popular demand with a new show directed by Paul Foster and accompanied by Michael Wollstone on the piano. So Richard, you've never seen Fascinating Aida before. What was your first thoughts on this? Well, I've seen the odd YouTube clip of them performing and... It would be cheap flights, that one it was, would be. Yeah, it was either dogging. cheap flights or dogging or yes. something something on those lines. And I, mm-hmm. I knew what to expect, but I didn't know how it would be laid out because obviously this being a new show because of the pandemic. I knew it would be cabaret type of theatre and I knew it would be a parody. I knew it would be a, you know... Satire, a, a on topic. Needed, yeah, <laughs> a much needed belly laugh from... From things that we've been through in the last, you know, two we, years. We needed to laugh. And I was so excited for you to see this because I know you're into, like, musicals. And, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if we weren't weren't for the love of the theatre. No, exactly. But I saw Fascinating Aida many, many moons ago. They did their 25th anniversary called The Silver Jubilee. And I saw it at the Litchfield Garrick. And I think it was 2009. 2010 I'm not quite sure but I actually got into fascinating idea believe it or not by watching grumpy old women and I saw this mad woman on there well she wasn't necessarily mad but she was so funny just her visual expressions and her voice and the way she talked and I thought Dilly Keen why don't I know anything about her she's so funny on this grumpy old women BBC show why don't I know anything about her so I googled yeah I googled as she advises on dogging and I thought, oh, okay, she's doing this musical thing. There's a trio of them. There's a piano. And I thought, well, I quite like Victoria Wood songs. This seems a little fun. I saw a YouTube clip and thought, I'm getting one of them tickets. Yeah. And I've seen them perform in a lot of their shows, the majority of their shows that they've done. Well, since Silver Jubilee, really. Cheap flights and... um, Regular attendee. Well, exactly, yes. Uh, I'm always getting my ticket to go and see them. So it was nice to share that experience with you because I've always taken some friends to go and see it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was just what we needed and I think it was what everybody needs is a little bit of humour in in all the darkness. And I thought it was really well sort of put together and I I thought that they, uh, they certainly know how to entertain an audience as well. Quite a simple stage, really. Just the piano on one side. They've got various props for anything when they're doing the dogging one they always come on with the police truncheon and the, the hat and yeah it was it was very very simple setting but for the right reasons you know there was there was just three seat three chairs laid out for them to use as and when they need them and and I thought that they uh, they used them really well yes and starting the music there was a new song called fake news 
which was very topical, especially yeah. that's going on in the media right now. You know, everyone from either side is saying, oh, this is fake news. It's not real or misunderstandings and misinformation going out. You must get cancelled and stuff. So that was an intriguing one to start with. Yeah, that was a bit of fun. And then followed by One True Religion, which I re- I quite like that one. Yeah, that was honest. good. Yeah, it, was, it really was good. And one of the other new ones that they did was called Funerals and Adele tells a story of how she's going out having a party but this time as you get older it's well, I'm going to enjoy going to this funeral okay so Richard what was your one of your favorite songs being like a virgin to fascinating Aida and there because um, they've got a, a huge list of songs and a back catalogue and there's quite a few new songs here that I can pinpoint. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a couple in the in the first half that I just found that were were was funny. I mean, the classic cheap flights. It's it still stands up. It still means something when you if ever anybody's been to a, a, an airport and and to a, to to go on holiday, it still stands up on its own. Yeah, you think um, you're getting a bargain and you're not. You're really not. Um, and this ain't the hokey cokey anymore. I like that one because um, it's sort of it depicts <laughs> a, a good one. It depicts an age an aging population, but it makes fun of things and it also makes you it prepares anybody for older life. You know, it's you've got to just you've got to just acknowledge it and make the most of life. Dilly was really. I mean, she's fun in everything she does. At the end of the day, but I like those racy songs they do. You know, a bit like getting it or dogging. You know, those that have got a bit of a sexual innuendo the, or tone yeah. about them, and uh, she was all about. And it's also done in a way that you know they don't hold back because they've lived life and they've seen life. And and I think that's the that's where queer comedy comes from when people like live it and just and just talk about the obvious and and talk about the things that people don't want to talk about but we need to and I think it, you know and and make make light of it so that it, it becomes less of a taboo. Yeah, I think because there's a there's slightly a, a newer song on this called Boomerang Kids, although it's not a new one for this show. It was first introduced in Charm Offensive tour boomerang kids and i've got a new love for it i mean in this particular in this particular show the the cardboard that they had for that um australian boomerang sort of a um a sound warble that they use it it never really worked well but i wasn't quite sure if that was part of their updated version of it because there was speaking previously in the interviews between songs of things not going to plan or not working right. Yeah. But I actually quite enjoy the whole idea of them. They've had the kids are wanting to go away, but the, their kids keep coming back. There's a song in which fascinating Aida always do in every show that I've seen them in, whether since uh, Silver Jubilee and um, Cheap Flights and charm offensive tour and on the road again and this one adele always does slider it's, it's a german song it's, it's slightly marlena dietrich-esque of if you can't hold a note sing it in german and it'll be fine and she always does that and it's a really good one and dilly king gets up on the piano so fascinating aida have several songs in which they always sing so far whether that's by popular demand but i've always noticed that they seem to have on the list cheap flights dogging they always do the bulgarian song cycles which is small snippets of topical 
harmonies which work really well and are quite funny and then they do have some of the classics which they they swap and change every now and again one true religion in this tour was utilized along with little girls in pink and they mix it up with new songs as well suddenly new zealand lyric town and dogging and so on a sequin they, they sang in this one which some of the old ones which people know and love. And it's nice to mix them up having... It's a bit like um, when you're listening to musicians and you sing the greatest hits. You want the new songs, but you you want to be familiar with the old ones as well. And there's a recent song, which is more Adele's story, which is The Prisoner of Gender, which was released on a couple of tours back. But as they've said, they've they wrote this years and years ago, but it never felt right. And it's nice to see them discuss well sing in a song those of who feel that they're prisoners in a different gender so it's nice to have that um yeah i think vocal a, point it, of transitioning and transgender a, people yeah it gives a dynamic that they they sort of update their their sort of set list as it were to to include songs that maybe didn't work in the past but actually now they they sort of have more of a poignant meaning and reflect the modern times and i think you know that's true of any any sort of performance they've got to be aware of what's happening in the world to how they pitch the work that they do. And I think that's why one of the songs, Lerwick Town, is incorporated in this one because it's slightly about global warming. Things in like the Shetland Islands, as uh, yeah. Dilly was talking about, uh, pulsatillas <laughs> yeah. were coming up earlier and earlier, or, you know, and um, it's all due to the changing of the weather patterns. Yeah, definitely. And, and that just shows that they've, they, they've sort of put a lot of thought into their, their programme and what they're doing that helps make sure that their aging population who are aging um are, are, are sort of they're including everybody you know including the current times they're always up to date with their topical things and you'd need to be for being satirical and a cabaret act like how they are it's a joy to listen to them because they really do have lovely singing voices definitely they are true performers on stage they you know the the lights are switched on and and they perform and they know how to use the space well they know how to work well with live live music and they're good at interacting with the yes, audience as yes. well and they you know the the little bits in between they, they you know there was quite a bit of stagecraft where they knew where each scene and each performance each song that they did they knew where to move the chairs to they knew where to get the props from if one person wasn't performing they were going off and getting props for the next pro- performance for the or for somebody else. There was no there was no trying to upstage each other. Each other. It was all very. It was all very sort of a team of people. You know, team a, t- a trio that work well together. I think that's down to how Dilly has said that this particular trio of them all work really well, and they they feel more trusting yeah. with each other than they have been when Dilly and. Adele has been with other sopranos yeah. to make up the trio. Yeah, and I suppose it sometimes takes takes a lot of time to find the right fit. They've obviously done that now, and uh, and it, they definitely work well together. Yeah, and it was interesting to see that we have Michael Wollaston on the piano because he was used um, quite well as well. Yes. For yeah, because specific... it also, in a way, it freed Dilly up to do <clears throat> her performances rather than always sat behind the piano, maybe. Yes, know. because I've, I've seen shows where she's been central at the piano and then the other two have been the the ones performing but then they did a the barefaced chic in the 90s mid 90s 
and um, they had a woman called Sarah. I can't think of her last name. But they had her on piano. Yeah, Sarah Travis, I think her name was. Okay. Yeah, she uh, did the piano, and then they had um, Dilly Adele, Izzy Van Randwyk for that one as they performed. But um, and then Izzy left, and Marilyn Cutts came back in again who she was one of the co-founders in 83 as well it is it is nice having that person on piano and they've had it before with somebody else and it's interesting um for me seeing that yeah and what we also got with this show was um the fact that liza is also doing a one-woman show right which is touring because she released they all do their own individual things dilly will do her own show um adele's done a few filming pieces over the years and yeah Liza's coming back to Buxton to do her show because I think she's released uh, an album recently as well so they're constantly going out on tour one way or another yeah they very much live for the stage and they're performing for an audience and I think that's very evident when they you know they've obviously the, the tour schedule is quite a big one so they are they are still touring this and I think they're touring it till probably the end of the year so, with this being a mini-episode, we've got nothing else to say on the matter. But what no. we will do right now is scores on the doors, Richard. Well, what did you think for this particular show? Uh, out you, of ten. I think I'll give it an eight out of ten. An eight? An eight. You, were you not that bold over for it to be a ten? No, I was bold over. I think it was... I, I don't like giving tens out for everything. But I, was I, that a dig at me? <laughs> maybe. I think they did really, really, it, it did a really good job and I wouldn't say I'd tighten anything up. I just think that, you know, they deserved an eight, they worked hard and yeah, that was that. that's what I'd go for. Yes, I mean, I would like to give them a ten. However, I'm, I'm not going to, not, not because I'm going to be judged by you, but I think um, because I've seen them all the time and I love seeing them, there wasn't that many new songs for me yeah. to enjoy. Like I say, is it like going to see a greatest hits? Yeah. I've seen them all. I've seen, um, I've seen them all perform those old songs as well. So I'm just going to have to say it is more of a seven for me. Seven. I'm going low wow. simply because simply because I've seen them all before. Yeah. It wasn't a wow factor. No. And because think... I'm used to it. That's not to take away of the impact. Of those no, songs and the fact that they're really good. I will recommend this. If you haven't seen Go. Fascinating Aida, get yourself a ticket. It's a must-see. Go and see them. Definitely. You, you know, they're worth their weight in gold. So definitely go and uh, listen to them and see them. It's definitely worth that. So what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause. Or a standing ovation. What will it be? Um, I would say I give them a pleasant applause because I suppose the only thing I'd say is I have seen a few of the songs and it was what I expected. So yeah, they deserve a pleasant applause. Yeah, but that's a pleasant applause from me as well. They've been absolutely wonderful. So there we are. That's our discussion of Fascinating Aida on the road again. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, we will be discussing A Week in the West End, where Richard Platt takes on five of the top shows. And the new musical, Identical. 
That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.